right, man. Cut that shit. Cut that shit. Oh, wow. Yeah, I had planned on doing a show about this. You know what I'm saying? This top 100 songs of the year explanation or whatever. This is going to be a minute. So um, y'all get y'all popcorn ready. But I just got some crazy shit to come through the goddamn news hole, man. Oh, my God. So, Freddie Gibbs versus Jim Jones. We fly high. No lie. And you know this. Allegedly, I mean, neither has confirmed that a fight happened, but multiple people who attended the uh, Prime 112 restaurant in Miami, um, it was proof that Jim Jones was in the building, you know, with his guys joking about glizzies and shit. Joking. Having a good time. During all that, as they were exiting the restaurant, allegedly, Jim Jones confronted Freddie Gibbs about a eight-year-old beef. <laughs> a eight-year-old beef. Now, my friends joke about how I be clowning these whole-ass niggas I used to run with, right? But in all reality, to, to fight over something that was eight years ago when the energy's not the same no more, the beef ain't the same no more, and you so far off the shit, that's the only thing that I didn't agree with. So, basically, the story that I got and then the story that I could put together from knowing both of these guys' personalities, first of all, Freddie Gibbs isn't necessarily known for shooting and killing people nor fighting out in public. I haven't heard stories about Gibbs and his homeboys tearing up clubs across the uh, world. Freddie Gibbs and his entourage are usually colorful, funny guys. You know, they're comedians. I'm not saying that they're, they're not tough or not gangster, but Jim Jones goons are a different type of goons. I'm going to just keep it a buck. Jim Jones goons are different type of guys. I mean, y'all saw Love and Hip Hop, man. This dude not to be played with. You know, because this beef is stemming from Freddie Gibbs making a few posts back in 2014 about him inappropriately using the VL with his fingers in regards to Jim's clothing line and brand called Vamp Life. And he said that it's emulating and taking away from the Vice Lords logo. So he definitely had an issue with that or whatever. So that's what this shit really is about. A very, 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 very old ass beef. A beef very old. <laughs> like, that's what I didn't understand. I'm like, Jimmy, you really ran up on Gibbs? Hey, yo, hey, yo, fucker. Hey, don't make me smack that coffee off your head. 
What's up with that shit you were saying eight years ago about me being fake blood? And that V, what's up with that VL shit, faggot? <laughs> Don't make me give you and your crew a Wedgie Gibbs. They'll call you Wedgie Gibbs, nigga. Bullying! <laughs> God. I hope that this, I don't know, man. I don't know, bro. Y'all gotta tell me what really happened. There's some cats in Miami that got the sound of the fight, but not the actual fight. All I know is Jim confronted Freddie Gibbs and one of Jim's homeboys sucker punched Freddie Gibbs. Gibbs security tried to intervene with the guy. The guy punched him, knocked him out. The guy came to and Jim Jones and company was stomping the shit out this guy. Out of, out of Freddie Gibbs security. Gibbs did swing back, of course. And it was pretty much a brawl. Out in Miami. I mean, from the sources that I heard, Freddie Gibbs lost. Freddie Gibbs and his crew lost that fight against Jim Jones' entourage. And I could believe that. But, you know, Gibbs, who's not necessarily known for fighting, no more for his great lyricism and internet trolling. For him to, like, hang with those niggas, you got to give credit where credit is due. But I know y'all been waiting. I know y'all been waiting on this uh, top 100 shit. Now let's get to it. We had Ransom and RJ Payne, the Red Wedding. Now, there are some omissions that a lot of people would be like, why wasn't this on here? Either I didn't hear the song or I didn't care about uh, uh, that particular uh, song. Or the song was overrated and whack. But 100, I had Ransom and RJ Payne, the Red Wedding. Obviously, the lyricism on that record is untouched. I gave RJ Payne the verse of the year. Let's move on. 99, Fatuma Diawara and uh, Lauren Hill, black woman. I mean, Lauren Hill did did what it was supposed to do on there, boy. Lauren Hill definitely uh, killed that shit. Yeah, man, she killed the verse. Fatuma Diawara killed the uh, vocals. Lauren Hill added vocals of her own. Fire. 98, Pooh, Shiesty, and Lil Durk back in blood. I'm going to be completely honest with you. If this song wasn't double platinum, I would have never put this song on this list. This song is overrated. The hook is catchy, but I don't like this song, B. Like, you'll never catch me listening to this song, for real. I'm going to just keep it 100. 
I just don't like this song. I don't know what about it was dope. You know, these people are jamming to this motherfucker, dog. And I just don't understand. But that's the only reason why I ranked that shit. 97, Tyler the Creator featuring NBA Youngboy and Ty Dolla Sign, What's Your Name? I mean, this song was pretty cool, man. It was solid. Um, had that Jodeci vibe or whatever. Definitely a song that I play if I'm in that mode. In that mode, you know what I'm talking about. Pretty good song though. Uh, 96 Wale, Yella Beezy, Maxo Cream, Down South. Down South was hard. That's a great record. That boy Wale and Maxo Cream killed the last word. Maxo destroyed that shit. He definitely had a good year. According to what I've seen, Maxo had, had you know what I'm saying, some standout songs and verses this year. Got to give that credit, man. Got to give that credit. Uh, 95, Drake featuring 21 Savage and Project Pat, Knife Talk. Knife Talk was tough, man. That was one of the better songs on CLB, even though CLB really only had 10 good songs on it. That doesn't mean that I hate Knife Talk, though. But pretty dope. Um, 94, Lotto, Big Energy. Man, Lotto killed that song. You got to give her credit. You know, that's a, that's a hit hit. You know, that shit got a bounce to it. It's catchy. And it's kind of funny as well. But um, 93, we got Tink, Fuck Me Better. I wish I could have ranked this a little bit higher, but it's a little bit too late to make changes now. I got to man up and take this decision. Because, you know, obviously, better is yet to come. But Fuck Me Better, man, it is what the title implies, goddammit. Just a great sexual song. Nothing more, nothing less. Ninety-two, Corday featuring Lil Wayne, Sinister. Corday and Wayne bodied that shit. That looked like nineteen sixties riots with the bars. Ninety-one, Russ featuring Hit Boy, Big Sean, Wale, and Joey Badass. Note to self. Joey Badass had the standout verse on here. Russ, piggybacking off of multiple features, found a way to stay relevant in 2022. Number 90, Conway the Machine, Clarity. That was a lot of the fan, that was a fan favorite album cut on the album La Makina. A lot of fans love that Conway song. And therefore, I went with the people on this one and put that on the list. 89, Papoose and Lil Wayne thought I was going to stop. Papoose and Lil Wayne traded bars back and forth and proved to be a surprising, a surprisingly awesome collaboration. They collabed over the Timbo beat. Number 88, Ari Lennox, Pressure. Man, I love that song. 
this is Ari's, uh, this is technically Ari Lennox's first mainstream hit record. And Jermaine Dupri produced it. That's, that's a, a good comeback for, 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 for JD. Um, 87. Tyler, the creator, featuring Tizo Touchdown, Run It Up. Even though it took a minute for the song to drop, but once the song dropped, it was catchy, it was memorable, and the beat was fire. Number 86, Lloyd Banks' Crown. I crowned this the best lyrical song of 2021. I mean, Lloyd Banks just executed sharp lyricism over a laid-back, late 90s, early 2000s type beat. Number 85, Rick Ross, the Pulitzer. Timberland does it again as Rick Ross rides the Timberland wave once again as he did with moving bass. And um, if they do. So Rick Ross and Timberland definitely have a history. And they work well together like peanut butter and jelly. Number 84, Alicia Keys' Billions, the original. It was tough picking one record to be on here because Alicia Keys' album was really good with the exception of remixes that were not needed. But the original version of Billions was a great concept and I understood the uh, angle that Alicia Keys was coming from. Like, I'm not just... One in a million, I'm one in a billion. And I can respect that. Coming from um, Miss Swiss Beats. So shout out to Alicia Keys, man. All right. Number 83, Duke Isaiah Rashad and Duke Deuce with Lay With You. Lay With You, as soon as this dropped, I knew this was going to be a hit. But it wasn't as big as a hit as it should have been. This should have at least a gold plaque. Because this was an Isaiah Rashad record. Despite it having, you know what I'm saying? Um, this, 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 this record was, um, you know, some shit. This record was catchy. It was like, it was a uh, hella street. And it was definitely dirty south to the core. And true to its southern roots. So shout out to Isaiah Rashad for making a comeback this year. He had been out the loop for the last five years. Number 82, Soldier Boy, She Make It Clap. Man, the TikTok classic, the comeback hit for uh, Big Soldier. As he stated, he made the biggest comeback in 2021 as he did the verses with uh, Bow Wow, Wow Yippee Oh Yippee A. Big year for for Big Soldier, man. Shout out to Draco, man. Shout out to Big Motherfucking Draco. Number 81, Tink featuring DeVito might let you. Man, this bag lady slash explosive sample with the reggae effect to it definitely is one of my favorite. It is probably my favorite Tink song, like, ever. Like, that song is fucking beautiful. I wish I could have ranked it higher. But it's just too many bangers in the year of 2021. But that song right there, boy. 
island boy. Island boy. <laughs> that was an island boy. <laughs> um, number 80, Tory Lane featuring Chris Brown Fields. That record was fire. The Ike Turner and OJ Simpson of R&B teamed up together for yet a classic R&B back and forth. And I love that song. That's a very catchy song. All the girls love it, despite, you know, Tory Lane's legal troubles. In quotation marks. But, um, yeah. Let's move on to the next number here. Number 79, Conway the Machine, Ludacris, and J.I.D. with Scatterbrain. Yes, Diet Kendrick Lamar came to serve. Jid had a nice verse. Ludacris killed it. Conway the Machine had two verses on there, and he was, man, he was coming through like the Tasmanian devil on the track. Snapping. Number 78, Isaiah Rashad, R.I.P. Young. Yet another Isaiah Rashad style song with the Southern sample and with the catchy lyrics. You know, Isaiah Rashad has a very unique voice. You know what I'm saying? You know, he can make hit records. You gotta love it. I mean, you gotta like. You gotta like it. Most people. I mean, number 77. Nas, Nas, um, Nas, a boogie with the hoodie and YG with YKTV. Let me tell you something. You know the vibes was fucking crazy, bro. Yeah, you know the vibes was a catchy record. It was different for Nas, and it and it fit. Hit Boy knows how to bring the best out of Nas. He's proved this two years in a row, and I don't think that's going to change. I think King's Disease 3 is definitely a thought on the horizon. Number 76, The Weeknd, Take My Breath. Uh, the Weeknd continued to deliver the 80s vibes that makes The Weeknd a, a force in pop. Number 75, Rick Ross and Benny the Butcher, Rapper Estates. Rick Ross teed off with the young... The, the, with the young, flying, flashy lyricist of today's time in Benny the Butcher. Number 74, the Migos and Polo G with Malibu. Even Polo G delivered a pretty good verse on here. Malibu was catchy. It was a banger. One of the better cuts of Culture 3. Number 73, Nas, Moments. It was tough leaving my Bible off this list. It killed me, but I had to make a choice between that and Moments. And I went with Moments. Like, as soon as the beat come on and Nas says that first bar, it's completely over from there. Number 72, Capella Gray, Jealous. Now, I'm sick of people sampling back that ass up, but this was a good song. But if Eric Bellinger didn't write this song, somebody completely copied Eric Bellinger's blueprint because that's his style. 
That's his flow. You know, niggas, 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 niggas be biting this shit. Number 71. Drake featuring Rick Ross and Lil Wayne, You Only Live Twice. This was, this was, this was is something that I felt like was one of the standout cuts of Certified Lover Boy. Easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. You know what I'm saying? That was one of the best moments. I mean, Drake, Ross, and Wayne have had monster collaborations with one another, but never as a three. Three piece. Number 70, Jasmine Sullivan and her girl like me is self-explanatory. When you, whenever you get two of the most talented vocalists in the game on the same track, what the fuck you expect was gonna happen? They was gonna slack. Number 69, West Side Gun featuring Sauce Walker, Stove God Cooks, and Bodie James Westheimer. I'ma tell, I tell you what, that hook is catchy. Stove God Cooks knows how to mic write them catchy hooks. I tell you what, bro. That shit was hot. Westheimer was that joint, man. That's one of my favorite joints from Hitler, where it's her man's eight. Number 68, her and little baby find a way. Man, this is a record that doesn't even sound like her, but she fit little baby style and stood out. Number 67, Drake 7 a.m. on Brittle Path. Now, this was a diss record to Kanye West. This was pretty much a response. And um, Drake served him up one. Honestly, bro, I think that Drake won the battle against Kanye West, the rap battle. Because he was saying a bunch of lines that I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. You know what I'm talking about? Number 66, DMX featuring Jay-Z and Nas, Bath Salts. Now, although I was uh, uh, disappointed with the final version of this, and I didn't like the fact that Nas's verses was cut off, I didn't like the fact that Jadakiss's verse was cut off, but however, Jay's verse was the same and DMX's verse was the same. So I can't really, you know, complain, but it would have been higher if they would have kept Bath Salt the way that it was supposed to be. Um, number 65, Her Process. That is one of the best album cuts of the year. You know, Process is a very sexy, sultry R&B song. Number 64, Silk Sonic 777. This was definitely Anderson Pack's lane. I could tell Anderson Pack played the drums on there. And you know, him and Bruno was spitting bars on that bitch, man. 777 definitely puts you in Vegas. Number 63, Joyner Lucas and J. Cole, Your Heart. Joyner Lucas played the fuckboy on the song, doing the girl wrong, doing the ladies wrong. And J. Cole played that homeboy that has sense that checks his boy on his bullshit. Very creative track. Very creative track. Love it. Um, number 62, Jay-Z featuring Jadakiss and Conway the Machine with... um um. King Kong Rhythm. Let me tell you something, y'all. That record is a banger. That record on the Harder They Fall soundtrack. This is like three legends. You know, a future legend in Conway. But 
Jadakiss, a legend, hove a legend, arguably the greatest rapper of all time, all on the same song. These dudes really went for theirs lyrically on here. Yeah, but anyway, man. Number 61, her featuring Chris Brown come through. Another sultry her collaboration with yet another legend in Chris Brown. I mean, it's one of those songs where you go, you come through and you get some ass. Very simply put. Number 60. 50 Cent featuring NLE Choppa and Riley Lane's part of the game. Yeah, man, it's just a, a it's just a headbanger. One, I mean, it's the, the theme song to Raising Canaan. Definitely a standout. Definitely one of my favorite 50 Cent songs, for sure, for sure. It's up there. It's in that conversation. Definitely in that conversation. Number 59, Summer Walker, Throw It Away. Definitely one of the standout cuts of Still Over It. Number 58, DMX and Snoop Dogg take control. I'm glad those two got to collaborate before the unfortunate passing of DMX. Take control is a little smoother. Definitely a 2021 version of How's It Going Down. Number 57, the aforementioned Freddie Gibbs with Big Boss Rabbit. Definitely a dope-ass club record that samples Nas's You're the Man. Number 56, J. Cole, close. I mean... J. Cole's all over this countdown, starting now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? J. Cole had a hell of a year. Hell of a year. Number 55, Nas, Rare. Man, both beats to Rare, fucking classics. Shout out to Hit Boy once again. And Nas for delivering yet another classic album for Nas. Nas is racking them up. Number 54, Migos, Avalanche, the opening cut to Culture 3 that samples Papa Russell Rolling Stone. Yeah, just another incredible, dope-ass song. Just very dope. I mean, the flows, the raps, the style that these niggas came with. Um, number 53, Summer Walker and Ari Lennox, Unloyal. Man. Whew. When we ride on our enemies. <laughs> Summer Walker and Ari Lennox channeled their inner Tupac and the Outlaws on Unloyal, riding down on Mark Ass Busters. <laughs> riding down on Mark Ass Niggas. <laughs> Number 50, 52, Nas, Death Row East. Nas tells his accounts of his run-ins with Suge and Tupac. 
during the East Coast West Coast beef. Number 51, Jasmine Sullivan, Ari Lennox on it. This is one of the most nastiest, sweetest R&B songs you'll ever hear. She talking about spit on it? Damn, ladies. Man, it's supposed to be R&B. Look, it's not rhythm and blues, it's rocks and blunts, apparently. Number 50, her and Thundercat, Bloody Waters. Bloody Waters is definitely another one of those standout songs from her album, Back in My Mind. Great track, has one of my favorite sounds put together and stuff. Great song. Number 49, Rick Ross, Wale, Future, Warm Winds in a Cold World, Fire. Different look for Future. Shout out to Future Hendrix for uh, stepping out of his lane and doing something fresh and different. Number 48, Drake, Future, and Young Thug, Way Too Sexy. Oh, I know the Drake stands and, you know, commercialists are going to run me, try to run me off my podcast for this, but... Way Too Sexy is a great song, but it's not that goddamn good. Honestly, it was catchy. It was a hit, but it wasn't that goddamn good. Number 47, Kanye West, The Locks, J Electronica, and Swiss Beats, Jesus Lord Part 2. I called this the posse cut of the year. I mean, J Electronica had the standout verse, of course, but the, the Locks held it down, and, and so did Kanye. So I can't really necessarily complain. I can't necessarily complain about it. Um, Number 46, Migos, Straightening. You know that song is still not gold yet? You would have thought that this song could have been a little bit bigger. You know what I'm saying? I was shocked. Number 45, Migos and Cardi B, Type Shit. This was a last-minute add-on. I realized I had one of the songs on here twice, and I realized I'd forgot about this song. Yeah, Cardi killed that shit, dog. She had the hardest verse on there, to me. 44, French Montana, Fuck With Me, Get A Bag. Man, this song is catchy. It's dope. The beat's hot. You would think that this shit would be, like, platinum right now. I, I'm not sure about the... Uh, the status of that record. I have to look into it after the show. Number 43, J. Cole, Punching the Clock. The From the Damian Lillard intro to the hardcore bars to the Wu-Tang sounding type beat. Amazing. Number 42, SZA, I Hate You. The unreleased song that happened to catch fire and be number one on iTunes shows and proves that SZA still... The people want SZA to drop the album like today. Today, my nigga. Today, lady. Today. Today, Linda. Number 41, Snow Allegra featuring Tyler, the creator, Neon Peach. That's definitely the best song that she ever done. And it's very catchy. Her vocals, her vocals are Janet Jackson-esque as the beat that was done by Tyler, the creator. Definitely has 2000s Neptunes vibes. Number 40, Kanye West, Believe What I Say, this Lauryn Hill sample just made my day. It made me smile because I remember I was sick the day that Donda, that day I decided to listen to Donda. 
my stomach was hurting. I heard that sample. It made me feel better, man. Number 39, DJ Khaled, Lil Baby, Lil Dirk, Every Chance I Get. Honestly, bro, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. This song overrated as hell. This shit is okay, but Lil Dirk and Lil Baby both have done better. Um, Number 38, Megan Thee Stallion, Thought Shit. Yeah, man, this was the return of Megan as her moniker's Tina Snow. You know, because I thought, you know, I didn't think that much of good news. I thought good news was trash. So, I mean, yeah, Megan's previous project was hella dis disappointing, but something for the hotties was fucking dope. And it was, and it brought her back to uh, her prominence. I started, I was starting to lose a little bit of respect for Megan, but now she, she earned it back. Number number 37, Nas and Lauren Hill, nobody. Lauren Hill's first verse since 2006. Let that marinate. Her first verse since the Fuji's Take It Easy in 2006. I mean, Nas didn't think that he could get Lauren Hill to rap anymore. And Lauren Hill said, "Who the fuck told you that? Put a beat on." Hit Boy's a lucky guy. Number 36, Young Blue, featuring Chris Brown and 2 Chainz, baddest. Definitely a catchy record. The hook by Chris Brown, Young Blue's vocals, and 2 Chainz verse definitely made that song a commercial banger. Um... Number 35, Migos, Birthday. I don't understand why QC did not put this song out as a hit. Because this song was a hit record. It was probably the best song on Culture 3, in my opinion. Number 34, J. Cole, Applying Pressure. Another RZA-esque beat as J. Cole tears up another banger from his classic album, The Offseason, released this year. Number 33, Nicki Minaj, Drake, and Lil Wayne seeing green. Bought your ass right back to 2010, didn't it? As Drake, Nicki, and Wayne formed the Holy Trinity once again and reunited for this banger as one of the standout beats of 2021. Number 32, Dua Lipa and the Baby Levitate. Man. I'm disappointed in Dua Lipa for taking the baby off of the record because of his controversy. I mean, y'all two got together and made a hit record. So yeah, I'm I'm putting the baby back on the record after you took him off the record. Number 31, DMX featuring West Side Gun, Benny the Butcher, and Conway the Machine with Hood Blues. Definitely one of those hardcore gangster rap bangers. hardcore and gangster. Definitely a standout for sure. Number 30, Wale Caramel. My homeboy had to tell me that that was Faith Evans that he sampled. I'm like, what? 
And then I realized it was a song that I skipped on Keep the Faith. Like I had Keep the Faith for a long ass time and I didn't even notice that record until Wale sampled. I'm like, damn. But that's that that song right there, boy. That that's the hardest shit on uh, for Lauren too. Number 29, Drake featuring Rick Ross, Lemon Pepper Freestyle. Definitely two Drake verses that were crazy, man. Drake had two cold ass verses on that bitch. Number 28, J. Cole featuring Boss 100 Mil. Yet another standout from the offseason. Say you know this what you want. Vibrant thing. 
Number 18, Kanye West and Andre 3000, Life of the Party. A late add-in, it took a while for it to be official, but it became official, so great record. Number 17, Baby Keem and Kendrick Lamar, Range Brothers. Baby Keem and, and Kendrick Lamar were looking like X-Pac on these records. For that WWE tag team game, 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 shit. But anyway, uh, oh, go back to that other shit. Number 16, Moray Quicksand. Definitely one of the more catchy records of 2021. Number 15, Drake and Lil Baby Wants and Needs. The time that Drake got washed by Lil Baby. Oh my God. Yo, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> Number 14, Jasmine Sullivan Pick Up Your Feelings. And Jasmine Sullivan definitely had all of us in our feelings. We heard the vocal play. Jasmine Sullivan is one of those ladies that is not to be fucked with or taken lightly when it comes to the goddamn vocals, pitches, and voice control, and delivery, and power. Number 13, J. Cole featuring Cameron and Little John, 95 South. I mean, Cameron talking on the beginning, Little John at the end, and J. Cole slicing and dicing. Um, number uh, 12, J. Cole featuring Boss and James Fauntleroy, Hunger on Hillside. Definitely one of those songs that's played at the end credits of those basketball movies and shit. Number 11, Nipsey Hussle and Jay-Z's What It Feels Like. Nip and Hove, get on the 1500 or nothing beat. I think I gave that song beat of the year if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, but I doubt it. Definitely a hell of a beat. Definitely a great song. Also, we have entered the top 10, the infamous, the most dangerous top 10 songs of 2021. You ready? Number 10. J. Cole featuring Little Baby, Pride is the Devil. I mean, you know, I got the album with no features on it. So to hear Lil Baby on there was very refreshing. Um, Number nine, a Good Days. Man, the double platinum shouty with no album still found a way to let motherfuckers know that her shit is still <laughs> on the way. Number eight, J. Cole, 21 Savage, Moray, My Life. Fire, 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 fire. Number seven, Adele, Easy On Me. Definitely one of the most heartfelt songs of 2021. Number six, Silk Sonic, Smoking Out the Window. This bitch is all I can say about that one. Number five, Her, Damage. Definitely, definitely one of the standout songs this year. 
Uh, number four, Wizkid and Tim's Essence, a song that was everywhere. TikTok, you name it, Snapchat, female stories and shit. You know what I'm saying? And oh yeah, Tim's is fine as fuck, by the way. Got some big ass feet though, but that's cool. No judgment. Number three, uh, Baby Keem and Kendrick Lamar, Family Ties. I had warned motherfuckers that this was a lock for the top five. I just wasn't going to tell you where I was going to put it. Number two, uh, I gave this song the, the best rap song of the year in the 2021 King Known Awards, Cardi B Up. Yes, the catchy banger from the, uh, the queen of ratchet rap. Number one. Silk Sonic, leave the door open. I mean, you couldn't have, you could have saw this coming from a mile away. This was the best song, man. I mean, from top to bottom, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack put out one of the better albums released this year. And you got to give those guys kudos and respect for coming together and actually delivering. But anyway, um, that's my uh, show. The top 100 songs of 2021 explanation, and I'm out.